Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm a personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mindset coach. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you all the goods through interviews with powerful women, sharing my experience coaching and training clients, and my personal insights to get you living fiercely in your life. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. My name is Kayla, and today I'm very excited because I'm interviewing a dear friend of mine to share their incredible journey of transitioning from woman to man. And so before I dive into that, I'm just going to share my friend that I'm interviewing today. Their name is Brayden. And Brayden and I met in August 2016, so this is back when I was living in Toronto and I was working as a personal trainer at Good Life Fitness, and so when Brayden and I met, they were still identifying as Michelle, and then in September 2016, we started calling them Brayden, and then in November is when Brayden started their journey of transitioning and taking testosterone. And so it's been incredible to watch Braden go through this transformation the last three years. And so I invited him to come onto the podcast because I wanted to share their story. So Braden, welcome to the podcast. And I would love for you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're living, what you're up to, and then we're just going to share your story. And I'm so excited about this. All right, Kayla, thanks a lot. Um, so my name is Brayden. I'm 32 now, she said, going in my third year of on testosterone. I live uh, in the GTA, currently just uh, serving and working on creating an online fitness business for myself. Other than that, in the meantime, I've just been working on my body and a lot of self-growth, figuring out who I really am and ultimately who I want to be. I love that. And I wanted to say this because I know we chatted about this before jumping on to record, but I want I want to hear it from you. What is the intention that we created today for this podcast episode? So the intention uh, that I would like to really get out there today is ultimately we have so many resources today in society that allow us and help us to really develop into someone we want to be. So I know myself, what brought me here was feeling uh, a few things and what it took for me to transition is exploring the things that I was feeling. And I think it's important that if we're feeling something, don't be ashamed and looking bad. You have to explore those things because we are only human. We have only one life. And ultimately, if we aren't exploring what's inside, we aren't going to be set free. And by setting ourselves free, we can powerfully live and set up the rest of our life how we want it. Yeah. I love that. And that's really going to be setting the tone for this conversation today. And I'm, I'm just so excited to get your message out there. And so I would love for you to share, when did this journey start for you? Like you're talking about feeling these emotions inside. So I would love for you to just, you know, go back to the beginning, if you can remember that moment and just share from there. Well, actually, Kayla, so I, I have, I, I have been feeling these feelings my entire life. But Growing up in a small town, not being exposed to anything, and as I mentioned, I'm 32. So when I was 12, uh, I didn't even know, didn't even gay, lesbian, nothing like that even existed. So back then, when I was feeling more like a boy than a girl, I just thought, you know, it was a, a tomboy. They would call us back then. Never did I realize that this could have been a possibility in my life. I felt like a boy. I dressed like a boy. I got called a boy. Um, and I just thought, you know, as, as I got older and I started to develop a bit more, my body started to develop it. That's when I started realizing, you know, I'm maybe I'm not a boy. And I and I did start trying to dress like a girl for a bit and it just didn't really work for me. And I went right back to dressing and acting like a boy and doing my own thing. Um, it actually wasn't until I was in an extremely supportive relationship a few years ago in the sense of uh, mentioning transitioning to me. I met a trans friend. And um, any trans people listening to this, you would wear a binder, which is a compressed shirt that presses down your chest. And once I got got my hands on one of those, it's really, truly, I felt what I was missing. And I, I, I finally almost kind of felt full in a sense, because I always felt more boyish. I always acted like that. And, you know, by having breasts and stuff like that, I, I didn't even really look at them as feminine. It was kind of like, oh, like, 
you know, I, I have these, but they don't really serve me any purpose and I don't want them. So once I started binding and I really started feeling a lot more comfortable, then it was in that exact moment I realized I, I knew what I had to do. And uh, I went and made an appointment and talked about starting testosterone. Yeah, that's amazing. And I remember, I actually remember when I met you, you were wearing, what do you call it, a binding? like where A it's, binder, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so is that, it's something, can you actually explain that a little bit? Because obviously I, like... I don't, I know what it is, but people who are listening might not know like what this is. Absolutely. So a binder is essentially uh, like a sports bra for, for trans. Um, It's kind of, they have one where it can be either either a full top that goes down to your waistline, which compresses, you know, your, your chest and just like make it more look like you have a masculine physique or you'd get a shorter one that's more size of a sports bra. And what exactly it is, is it's just, it's more of like a tighter fabric. So it pushes down your chest. So it gives other people an illusion that you have a masculine frame when you're wearing a t-shirt. Perfect. I mean, that's, I I think it's amazing that that is what sort of gave you like another nugget to consider like, oh, like I can, I can totally transform my body. And I know that I'm actually trying to remember off the top of my head. When did you get top surgery done again? So I got top surgery in 20 um yeah 2018 2018 no last was it last year or two years ago two years ago actually okay yeah and i'm also side note i'm going to put your instagram obviously your instagram handle in the show notes so people can follow you and connect with you but it's been really amazing to see how much you've changed like obviously since i met you is like right before you started taking tea and then the last three years like just your body's changed so much and everything and it's like and even just getting that surgery and then now you have all these tattoos like it's just amazing like you've literally transformed your body to how you want it to be and look which is obviously so liberating right absolutely yeah the other thing I wanted to ask and we kind of talked about this before we jumped on was you know, just how for some it could be easier or more difficult to transition depending on, you know, the people they have in their life and the support network. But when you were kind of going back and forth growing up, did you struggle at all with depression and and that kind of thing? Because I feel like when I hear people's stories of, say, even just coming out with their sexuality, that, you know, they struggle with that. And it's like, they've had issues or experiences of, you know, having depression or being suicidal, or just living with that sort of mindset. Like, did you ever face that at all? Or were you just able to kind of be fluid and go back and forth? Yeah, I often say I'm I'm very grateful, because I did, I I didn't really experience that growing up. Again, I've just, uh, myself, personally, I have a very strong mindset and a very strong personality where I was able to take that growing up. I mean, I would go out with my mom and people would say, oh, your son's really cute. And she'd be like, it's, a degree. it's my daughter. And that would be embarrassing for me because I always wanted to be identified as a boy. But all of my friends and everyone were extremely supportive. I grew up in a small town. So I was just a tomboy and no one thought anything else about it. And then as I got older, the exact same thing by the time you know I started liking girls when I was 19, 20. And during that time, it just almost seemed like since I was so confident in who I was, no one ever really gave me slack for that. Um, But I do know a lot of people have issues and uh, gender dysphoria when they're growing up, they're not feeling like they're in the right body and they're feeling confused and they don't know how to deal with it. I think that if I would have had that information when I was younger, I might have been able to grasp that feeling a bit more. But since I just never thought it was a possibility for me, I just kind of ran with what I had. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that we're capturing this conversation and how, you know, you had the experience of being fluid and self-expressed because I, I feel like a lot of stories that we hear nowadays is that people have to struggle so much to find themselves and to create themselves into the person that they want to be. And I think it's so important to, you know, share your story and have this breath of fresh air that it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to struggle to become the person you want to be. And it's just a matter of even for yourself, ironically, you just had an open mind. You had an open mind for yourself. Therefore, it made it easier for you to explore. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely right. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we kind of started talking about this, but I would love for you to share the process of transitioning. So the process actually seems to uh, range from a, from a, a lot of different people. Uh, you do initially have to make a doctor's appointment and you go in and you talk to your doctor and you explain your situation. And in some cases, in my cases, yet again, you know, I did get lucky. She saw how confident I was walking in there. Um, some people, they do make you go to therapy because it is a huge process. And ultimately, after you're in it for about six months, you can't reverse some of the things that have happened to you. So uh, me personally, I just went in and I asked for testosterone, et cetera. We had a conversation. We had a couple of meetings. She laid down the ground, the, whatever could happen, the possibilities. And I kind of just started right away. But a lot of people go through a process of having to go to uh, a couple of therapy sessions, in which case you'd be talking to a doctor. And they just really want to make sure that this is something that you want. And I'm not too sure if maybe because I was a bit older, why it was a bit simpler for me, because I know they make it harder for, for the younger generation. Um, but so that's the case. You start to testosterone and you can stay on that for the rest of your life. And you can choose to do no other surgeries if you want. But I mean, that is the next step usually is for someone to get the top surgery and then they would get a hysterectomy and then the next surgery would be bottom surgery if and when people feel like taking that taking that route. Yeah. And so what happens out of curiosity when when you start taking testosterone? Because obviously, like, I have, you know, a basic understanding when it comes to hormones because I did anatomy and whatnot in university. But obviously, women, they produce more estrogen and we also produce testosterone. And it's basically the opposite for, for men. So when you're taking testosterone, like, what what happened for you? Like obviously physical changes, but did you notice like emotional or mental changes as well when you started taking it? Um, to be honest, when I started taking it, it, uh, I expected that a lot of people would tell me, you know, you're going to get rage. You're going to feel this way. You're going to feel that way. And I haven't, I haven't really experienced that. I, I have had moments where I get very irritated inside, but I know what's causing that irritation. I know that it's not something actually in my life, and I know that it's testosterone. And that usually only happens towards the end of it. So I do take a shot biweekly, and it's usually about the last couple of days before my next shots do is when I'll start becoming irritated. Oh, and then I was just going to say, are you, are you asking for physical effects or just mental? Well, actually, we can talk a little bit more about testosterone because I, in my mind, I assumed that somebody had to take a shot every day. So you actually only do it twice a month? Yeah, you can do it biweekly. Okay, okay. And, and yeah, go on. They, yeah, they do have three options. So a lot, you know, some people don't like needles, so that's a problem for them. They also have a cream, a gel, uh, a gel, which is you do rub on every day because that would obviously have to be absorbed every day for that to happen. And they also have another thing called the patch. So there's three options that you can choose from, you know, if you don't like needles. That is very interesting. I like obviously had no idea. So then obviously, you know, if you inject it every every two weeks and you have to continue doing this for the rest of your life, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Interesting. And then the other part, so we were talking about that. And then I wanted you to share, yeah, I guess the physical changes, like obviously one thing I've definitely noticed is, you know, you've put on a lot of muscle mass. Like it's, you know, some people know this when men, it's easier for them to build muscle mass because they have more testosterone um, than women, for example. So do you want to just elaborate on that? And then other things that you've experienced as well? Yeah, absolutely. Strength is huge. Um, that is what excited me the most, to be honest, is I was getting stronger. I was being able to lift heavier weight. I, in general, was always strong, but the difference of strength, how I could compare it, it's, it's huge. I would always say that when I was feeling that, like, no one, you know, no wonder men are 10 times stronger. You could feel the physical strength in your body grow from, from very minimal to max. So that was really exciting. Also... Yeah, I've been putting in a lot of work. I mean, and also body hair. Body hair definitely is a thing. My legs are really hairy and my facial hair has grown. This is 
my my facial hair has grown quite a bit. It started off very small. It, you know, a lot of people are impatient and they expect it to kind of happen within the first six months. But it depends on your genes, not your body, like the genes on like your on your dad's side. You know, if your dad's a hairy guy, you might be a hairy guy. That's usually kind of how it works. So it could take up from anywhere six months to two years for people to get a beard. So that's pretty cool. But uh, and then so, yeah, so I got, you know, facial hair, body hair now, uh, everything like that. And the, my face structure has changed my jawline, uh, everything like that. You can look at pictures of me from a couple of years ago and it's it's just a completely different body frame now. Yeah. And that's one thing, too, that well, that's one thing I find so interesting is that taking like it makes sense that hair can grow obviously because you're shifting your hormones but and i've seen this in other transformations of people transitioning taking testosterone and how it literally changes your facial structure like it's just the more like Mm -hmm. angular jaw like obviously more masculine features and i just find that so interesting you know just speaking from like a human perspective because it's like you know, you're, it's amazing that you haven't even touched your face, obviously, with any kind of surgery or nothing. But then it's the hormones have literally shifted that like the bone structure and, and whatever else. Like I just that's just kind of a I'm I'm fascinated statement that I'm making yeah. here. But you know, it's crazy how how it can just change your body, right? Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like my hairline has went back. Yeah, my jawline, my like, I, like literally everything. It's my body shape, my, my thickness. It's incredible. Yeah. And your voice has changed too, obviously, since I met you. And like, since we, the first time we chatted, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Big time. My voice. Yeah. That's so awesome. So what's it been like, like the last few years of transitioning, what's it been like socially for you? And you kind of shared that, you know, and I find this kind of ironic. I would think coming from a small town that they almost wouldn't be as open-minded then, for example, say you grew up downtown Toronto, where, you know, the culture is just like booming, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just wondering if you could share a little bit more about that, because I think that this is something and we talked about this for jumping on the episode here was just how for some, it's probably been a massive struggle to really be able to admit to themselves and have the support network to transition in life. So I would love for you to share your story on that. Yeah, well, I think that a lot of people are afraid to transition because, A, they never seen it as, you know, the norm. And they also think that they're going to lose the support and the respect for all of these people in their life. And I guess if that's one thing that I can share is if you want, if you're not living authentically and you are feeling like you're trapped in a woman's body or you feel like you are trapped in a man's body and you're so concerned that people around you aren't going to support you, then you have the wrong people surrounding you. And that's another big thing is people are afraid to lose that system, but that's not a system without support. A system is required. You need support to have a system. And I, like I said, I've, I've been grateful. I've, my, my parents have always just wanted to see me happy and everyone around me. And if there was anyone along the way that didn't support me in what I was doing, then that's pretty much thank you for being that person. So I know that I can leave you behind and move forward powerfully. I think it's right to mention this because we, we don't necessarily get to choose our family, but we can choose our friends. And I know that that's an expression that probably a lot of people have heard, but you also get to choose your support, your support system. And I think people underestimate the power that they have in that because what, whatever you're doing in life, like whether you're transitioning or you have like crazy career goals or relationship goals, or, you know, you want to change your religion beliefs, like whatever it is, like we always have the choice of the people that we surround ourselves with. And I think that makes a massive difference. And I think that you know, ever since I met you, I know that you've like, you brought people in and you've let people go in the last three years. And that's obviously allowed you to flourish. And when we put ourselves in that situation, it allows us to be able to contribute to others because they're just on that same frequency. They're on that same level of understanding, which is so critical to living an authentic life, which is exactly what you're talking about. What would you say, say, for example, somebody's listening to this and they are dealing with themselves or thinking about transitioning or even just coming out with their sexuality. Have you found any support networks specifically like groups and whatnot that they could, that I could even like 
add into the show notes for them to look into if they if they want that support that you found already? Yeah, absolutely. I I went on because uh, I don't I don't actually don't even have really any trans friends, so I'm really the only the only person around. And I realized that I needed I wanted to reach out and have support as well. So you know, Facebook Facebook is great. Um, all social media platforms. All you have to do is go in the search box, write FTM, MTF, whichever you're considering. There's lots of groups. There's support groups. There's trans inspirational groups. You can get on there. There's lots of people going through the same thing. And if that's any, that's joining those groups are what have allowed me to see how grateful and and lucky I am, because a lot of people on there are struggling with the same problems, dysphoria, everything, lack of support. People have been in relationships relationships wanting to transition then their partner is uh threatening to break up with them then they're feeling like they're losing their whole life and then they're not wanting to transition because they don't want to lose their partner and they're sacrificing their happiness so by going on these groups and really getting involved and you don't have to be transitioning you can just be wondering these groups are very welcoming just get on there write a little blurb about yourself feel like you have that support and i feel like the more support we have by people who are going through the same thing it'll allow it will push us to actually want to do it ourselves have you ever had people reach out to you that were thinking about transitioning and like you were able to help them and guide them like i don't know i guess be a mentor yeah yeah absolutely I, uh, I I preach about that on my page, and I'm very active in these groups. I, ha- I have had a lot of people contact me. I actually do have one good friend who she is struggling with wanting to transition because she is a little bit older. She wants, you know, wants to be uh, FTM, and I'm always here encouraging her, and she always has looked up to me because of the steps that I've taken, and she sees how happy I am, and, and some days I can see how upset she is that she's just not willing to put that other foot in the water yet but it all takes time and we just got to be patient and and it can and will happen if we want it yeah and I think it's such a great thing like literally transitioning is transitioning like it's this is not an overnight thing even though people might be hesitating to do it it's it will it takes time anyways like if you look back at all your your photos and you can see the transformation that's happened in the last three years it's it's like, it's not like an overnight thing, but it's, I think it's such like really just looking at it from a curious perspective. Like I find it so fascinating that this is the level that we're at now as humans, that we can decide the sex that we want to be. And it just really shows, I know that, and I mean, this is my own opinion and I take full responsibility for that, but I think older generations have a harder time of being open-minded about this because it it was just so black and white. You know, you come from the womb and, oh, you have male genitals, you have female genitals. That's what you're going to be. You're going to grow up. You're going to like pink. You're going to like blue. You're going to play with trucks. You're going to play with Barbies and that's how it's going to go. But now there's this freedom to just be so self-expressed and like you said, like really tune into what you're feeling inside and trusting that and taking that risk. And it just makes me so happy to see humans be able to express themselves. And I'm like so grateful for that. And we were talking about this before jumping on here, but I was just saying how, you know, I feel like it took a long time and there's still issues with it now, but there's much less when people would express, you know, if they were heterosexual or homosexual, or if they wanted to identify as woman or man, or just be non-binary And now it's like the next level is accepting and embracing that some people want to transition into the other sex, or maybe they want to be both, or maybe they don't even want to identify. And it just makes, I don't know, I just love that there's so much freedom for self-expression in that. And so I'm just so grateful to have this conversation. And, you know, because I was telling you before how I felt awkward at times when, say, if I met someone and they, they were trans or, and I just didn't know how to talk to them or what pronouns to use and actually this is a good question to ask so say for example how I don't know how to word this but how would you want to be approached in terms of you've shared before how somebody has introduced you is like oh this is my friend Brayden they're trans and you're like you don't need to introduce me that way 
So what is the message that you want to get out about that? Like, say, if it's obvious or you might wonder if somebody's trans, like, how do you think they would want to be treated or how do you want to be treated in that context? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a majority of my friends, they want to tell people that because they're proud of me and where my transition's at. But coming from a trans perspective, you have to think that, you know, me personally, I've I've spent my whole life trying to identify as a man without a question. So if my friends, regardless on if they're sharing because they're proud or not, if they're introducing me as trans, they're taking that away from me. They're taking away all that work that I've done. And now I am just, now I'm trans and I'm not even being identified as what I've put the work in to identify as. And then I just wanted to, you know, it's, it should be up to us to explain that. By telling anyone something right off the bat, it leaves that room for judgment or you they're not going to look at me as Brayden they're going to look at me as trans and I'm Brayden I'm no longer just Brayden and that's the thing that always frustrated me the most like love the support and love everything like that but if you're if you're meeting someone and you know you you think they're trans or you're confused I mean during the beginning of my transition I you know a lot of people would still call me pretty right now I have feminine features so some women naturally would just refer to me as her even though I would be look, even though I would be looking more masculine, they would see kind of almost right through me. And so, if you're feeling like you see someone like that, just be, just be aware, you know, and and use the word they or whichever. And I know that's a bit harder these days, but if they have a problem, they should be able to tell you. But a lot of trans people don't, and a lot of trans people are really upset when they get misgendered because they're upset that they didn't pass. And so then that just becomes a whole huge thing. So just kind of be gentle about it. I love that you said that because for me, I, I consider myself to be very open-minded, but if I met somebody who was trans or I wasn't sure, you know, for example, quote, what gender they were <laughs> identifying as, I would just feel, I would feel awkward to ask them. And then obviously they don't want to <laughs> talk about it. And so it can be a bit tough sometimes. And so I think it's like you said, to be gentle, but I think it also needs to go both ways. And we need to educate ourselves on how we want to be addressed and how we want to be identified. And I think obviously you've figured that out because you're like, I just want to be Brayden. I don't want to be, oh, this is Brayden and I'm transgender. Like that's just a label. And then suddenly you get put into this category and you don't just get to be fluid and self-express because then you've got all this judgment, like you said. Yeah, that's right. I want to be Brayden and the qualities and everything that I have to offer. I don't want to be Brayden, trans, this, that, or whatever. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was before you started transitioning, and I didn't know this until recently, you donated your eggs. So I want you to share this story because I think it is so cool. Yeah, so that's actually an extremely powerful time in my life. And now I get to be involved in these, uh, it's actually two twin girls, Jaina and Talia, and I donated my eggs to a gay male couple. And this was just before I started testosterone, which actually delayed my start of testosterone because that entire process. But so I, I, I did sign up to this agency and I had these people contact me, um, Eric and Tom, which I'm very much involved with. The, the girls are a year and a half old. I've met them at three months, seven months. I went to their first birthday, and actually I am seeing them this Sunday. So it's incredible. They're very open to that. I, I donated my eggs because I personally would love to have children, and I know that by taking this step of transitioning, um, unfortunately, I, I won't be able to produce my own eggs. So I, I took that opportunity to uh, at least help some people that were unable to to uh conceive conceive yes thank you <laughs> i'm like what is it okay but and i actually i actually donated to five families tom and eric are the only family that i actually stay in contact with the other four families uh were straight couples and they wanted to stay anonymous which is that's too bad but at the same time i was grateful enough to be able to help five families that would have not been able to conceive without my help so it feels very amazing, very powerful. And still moving forward, I want kids, um, regardless if they're, they are my own eggs or not. I, I still want a family. That is so cool. So you, you have, like, technically, you have these, like, children in the yeah. world. That is, yeah. I don't know, I'm, like, smiling so hard. I love this story. Because I had no idea. I think you posted a picture 
on Instagram. And I was like, wait, what? And I, I just had no idea that you had done this, right? Mm-hmm. And so out of curiosity, how does it work when someone donates their eggs? So the whole process of donating eggs, actually, so I, I did have to sign up. I had to you know, just do, uh, do this big application process, get involved. And then what really it is, is your pictures go in uh, a book, like a profile. I created a profile my, for myself. So I got handpicked out of this profile because of the pictures I gave and the information about myself. And now in order to have this process happen, uh, so a typical female produces two eggs per cycle. So that's two eggs per month, 24 eggs per year. So when you're donating your eggs, what happens is you go on 10 days of hormones. And then on the 11th day, pretty much you give yourself an injection and it starts to release the eggs. Then you go in to uh, the hospital the next day. And what happens is they essentially go inside you and they retrieve one egg at a time. And they bring it out and they put it in a dish. And then, so I actually got 46 eggs taken out of me on the last time. 46. So that's, I developed as much eggs as a typical female a woman would in over two years, in, in two weeks. So that's huge. And then, you know, not all 45 of them are good. You know, say they only get, they only got about uh, nine that, nine out of the 45. So that's the whole thing is they're trying to get the most fertilized eggs that work. So in that case, then they would take those eggs and, you know, in the gay male couple case, they found a surrogate. In any other case, uh, the woman would actually still get my eggs and her husband's sperm put into her. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So you, is that even normal, how you were able to produce that many in the span of, like, two weeks? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Your emotions are high, low, this, you're feeling that, you're crying, you're, you're doing a whole bunch of things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I I love that. And I think it's so I think it's so amazing that you just have such a unique story, you know, like being able to donate eggs, you technically have children in the world and now you identify as a man and it's like it's kind of like you've done it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is I don't know, I just think that's so amazing and I love that. And I think it's great. Like you you're obviously you've kept some of your own eggs for yourself as well, right? For the future of like wanting to have kids. I did, yeah. I do have a few eggs frozen. That's amazing. That's so amazing. So what would you say is when you have you ever had instances like I know you've shared that you've had a lot of support when you share your story and everything, but have you ever had instances where you experienced like stigma or just misunderstandings when say you would introduce yourself or you would talk about, you know, transgender and all of that? Maybe not like personally to me. I have had a couple of situations where, you know, people have been rude for whatever reasons. I, th- I actually just always took it as jealousy. That's how I choose to view negative things in my life is that they're jealous or that they have personal problems with themselves that they're afraid to look at. Never do I take anything personal. I don't care what anyone else says about me. And that's a powerful trait that, a powerful trait that I have had my entire life. And that's what keeps me up. Because I got to keep myself up. And I guess the stigma is, you know, people aren't educated. It just, it's, it's like with anything in life. If we don't educate ourselves about something, we're not going to know about it. And that is complete ignorance. So the fact that people just want to be ignorant about trans, you know, they're just not open to it. and Personally, I think it takes a lot of strength and courage to transition. And people who have a negative view on that, I just think they have a lot of underlining things that they can't deal with themselves. And they're a bit jealous. Yeah. And you know what? The, the whole, that specific thing that you said about yourself of not caring about what other people think. I know that this is something that more people wish they had the ability to do. What do you think it is that allows you to do that? I just think that it would be unfortunate if I allowed other people to affect me and my self-happiness and that other people, the only reason other people are ignorant is because of their own things going on in their life. I think ultimately we just need to realize that everyone is different and we, none of us asked to be here. So, but we have to survive being here. So why not pick and choose things that make it easier for us and make us happy in order to survive? So why are we going to continue being affected by other people when it's our life that we are responsible for? And if you can't control it and 
just let it go. And a lot of people don't find that easy. And I get that. But if you just can understand that words are empty and meaningless and we add meaning and value to these words, if you choose not to add meaning to these negative words, then those are empty to you. And you can just move on and be happy in your own self. That's such a powerful message to share. And I, I know, actually, this is something that we can dive into as well. I know that you've been doing a lot of personal development. And I've shared in my other podcast episodes with some people that I've had interviews with about doing work through Landmark Worldwide and doing the Landmark Forum. And actually, we can talk about personal development because obviously, you know, as a mindset coach, I'm always talking about mindset and just you know, really want to bring this conversation to life together because you have an important message to share. But I know that mindset has obviously played a massive role in your freedom of being who you want to be. And obviously what you just said about, you know, being just not caring what other people have to say and that your life is your responsibility, like that's a huge piece of mindset that you obviously choose to live from every day. And so how has in the last few years doing personal development, how has that impacted your life and what you're up to? Well, it impacted me because personally, I have always had the mindset of don't care about other people type deal in the sense of them being rude. But I always sat with myself inside my mind. So as much as I would say, Braden, don't care about them, don't care about them, my mind was saying, care about them, care about them. And I was just always contradicting myself. It wasn't until I took the Landmark Forum. It's when I I was truly set free. I realized, you know, my mind, how much our mind is not our friend and it's against us and it will try to tear us down. And by not giving your mind that power and by taking over, by controlling your power, then, you know, you're not, you're not going to be worked up as much. And I know that everyone is looking for that freedom. And by taking this self-growth, have I not only realized that we consciously need to be working on ourselves every day? Because just like anything in life, how is it going to improve if you don't work on it? How are you going to be good at basketball if you don't practice? How are you going to be good at your life if you don't practice it? And that's what I started doing. I started exercising my mind. I started getting into self-growth. And I started feeling a lot better about myself, really realizing, you know, that everyone struggles with the exact same thing. And, and just being aware of that. So now I, I, I push on everyone. I tell everyone how much they should get into it. And I preach that in my own world. So a lot of people who can talk to me, I'm always explaining to them certain things. And I now, now realizing how much it's helping me, I won't stop it. And especially manifesting things and the mindset is a powerful thing and affirmations and if you wake up every day and you tell yourself something every day that eventually is going to become true and you're eventually going to believe it all it is is practice all it is is rewiring your brain I think that you had this ability like this self-awareness of your mind I think you had it naturally as a child and I think that that is what allowed you to be self-expressed and go on this discovery of transitioning because in your mind the way that you've shared your story and I've been listening to you you know the last 40 minutes is that it's like you were curious and then you went for it and you allowed yourself to go for it. Like there was, there was seldom any moments when you shared your story of when you were younger up until when you started actually transitioning where you're like, oh no, I can't do this. Like you're, the mindset was just open to explore. And the thing is, that's a choice, right? And I think this is why I love mindset so much is because everyone has a mindset like everyone has a brain like you can think otherwise you wouldn't be able to listen to this episode and process it and I think people take it for granted like I was having a a coaching call yesterday with someone and they were talking about you know I said what do you feel like you need coaching on right now and they were just sharing with me like look I've really been struggling with my self-confidence a lot the last few weeks and I was like okay well what you need to do is we need to work on this every day And what that looks like is, like you said, the affirmations. What are you telling yourself every day when you wake up and look in the mirror? What do you actually want to believe about yourself? And I think one of the biggest things that people don't do, and I've talked about this in my coaching, is acknowledging ourselves for how far we've come. And I think especially with you and your story, like you have an incredible story. Like this is the most unique story that I know of anyone in my life because I I don't have any other trans friends, at least to my knowledge. But the thing is, it's 
it's true that it's always our choice to have whatever mindset we want to have. And like you said, it's like working a muscle. We have to do this work every single day because we live our life every single day. Therefore, you know, doing the personal development, and I know that that's even helped you more to become the person that you want to be. Like, it's just so critical. Like, I obviously can't preach this enough to people who don't do personal development. And then they sit there and they're like, why do I think this about myself? Or they're in this victim mindset. And it's like, it's amazing. All you have to do is change how you think. And that changes your life. It's not working harder or doing more. It's literally changing how you think first. And that causes the ripple effect. That's right. And you know what? I think that a lot of people struggle with that is because they don't believe it themselves. Yeah. You know, people, you have to look at yourself and say, I'm sexy. I'm smart. I'm awesome. I'm great. You know, and I don't think people believe that when they're looking at themselves. And it doesn't matter if you believe it right away. If it's something you want, if it's something you want to believe, you look at yourself and you tell yourself that every single day until one day you wake up and you are that you will believe that and you'll start to flourish in exactly what it is you're telling yourself every day. And that's what people really need to get. You don't have to believe it day one. You don't have to believe it day 10, but you will believe it. You will become that. And it's up to you. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is that we talk so much about what we think now creates our future. And I had this realization a couple of weeks ago and it honestly blew my mind. I was like, okay, well, if what I think now creates my future, what I thought in the past has created my now. So then I was, I was sitting there one day. It was, it was like such an enlightening moment, but I was sitting there and I was thinking, holy shit. Like I could see how all the reoccurring negative thoughts or insecurities and how they had created some of the results that I had in my life now. And so, you know, when we talk about, you don't, you don't believe it yet. You know, if you tell yourself that you're sexy or you're smart, or you can have this amazing business or you're going to find your soulmate partner, you might not believe it right now. But if you need evidence that your thoughts create your reality, look at your past, look at your present moment and look at, oh my God, what was I thinking the last X amount of years of my life that have gotten me the results that I have now? And if that's not enough evidence for you to believe that you can create your future, then I don't know what is, to be honest. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think that it's uh, when people think, you know, I just don't know how to start. Like how, how in terms of like, I don't know how to start this mindset journey or shifting my mindset. What would you say were some of the things that you started doing that allowed you to really dive into personal growth and development? Well, the biggest thing is I took action and I I just did it. I I mean, I started five days ago, you know, you know, by something that I've learned from one of your podcasts is, you know, wake up and I write down three things that I acknowledge about myself. And since I felt like I needed someone to hold me accountable to that, I messaged my friend and I said, hey, man. You, are you interested in doing this? And now he's been doing it every th- single day and he's been thanking me. And the point is, is I don't, for me personally, I didn't want to try things like this before because I don't know, I didn't want to look like a loser. You know, look at you, you're trying. That was my act growing up. You know, I made fun of people who were trying because they were smarter and I wasn't. And it's not that I wasn't. I told myself that I wasn't. And because I didn't want to look like, I didn't want to look silly. And now I'm too old to not try and look silly for my own self so that's all I can say is take action start by doing one thing stop waiting if you want to do something do it right now look at yourself feel silly because you know what get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's exactly when we do the most change is when we're getting uncomfortable because one of the biggest things that sat with me is if you want something you never have you have to do something you've never done and that's the truth right there It's true. And this is one thing too, you know, when I'm coaching people and say, for example, there's been the same issue coming up over and over again. And I'm like, you haven't done anything different. There's been a, there's been a certain set of actions that you are repeatedly cycling through. And then we have this conversation again. And I, and then if I tell, I tell you to do something that makes you uncomfortable and you're like, you go back into that cycle of action and you do the thing that's the most similar to what I'm asking you to do, but you don't actually do the thing. And it's like, I think with, I even say this to myself, it's like, okay, Kayla, if I, I haven't produced the results that I want in this certain area of my life, like what am, what do I keep doing? It's almost like not, it's not the question of what am I not doing? It's like, what do I keep doing that keeps getting me these results? Because then when you see what you're currently doing, that's when you can choose to do something different. 
being completely yeah. aware. Totally. And I think that's just that in itself, being aware is something we have to develop. And I think one thing, like, say if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, like, you know, I really need to start getting into personal development and I don't know how to do this. Like you said, honestly, that acknowledgement exercise is probably one of the most powerful mindset things I've ever done. And I started doing this August 29th, 2019, and we're in November now, and I do it every single day. And I've done it with myself, like where I told myself what I'm acknowledging myself for. And currently I have a friend where we message each other every day and we acknowledge ourselves. And it's unbelievable how what shifts even in a month of when you look at what you've achieved in your life up to this point. And when I was coaching somebody recently and they're like, I don't even know what I would acknowledge myself for. It's like, you don't have to be a genius. Like you can acknowledge yourself for not hitting snooze on your alarm clock. You can acknowledge yourself for folding your laundry. You can acknowledge yourself for surviving a car crash. Like you can acknowledge yourself for, you know, becoming sober. Like it could literally be anything. But the reality is like, I think as human beings, we constantly discredit ourselves for how far we've come in our life because we're so focused on where we want to be and what we haven't achieved yet. And I think that's just part of the human condition is always striving for more, which there's nothing wrong with that. But when we don't appreciate what we've done, how can we appreciate more ahead of us? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And and everyone is so afraid of failure, but would you rather say you tried something and it's not called failure. You just found a way that it didn't work. You didn't fail. What happened? You got back to square one. You learned something along the way and you move forward. And everyone is afraid of looking silly and failing, but it's not failing. And wouldn't you rather say you tried than you didn't try at all? Yeah, it's so it's very true. And I think I really believe like through this entire conversation that the reason why you've been so successful at creating the life you want and creating the body that you want and that you want is it has been because of your mindset. There's no way that somebody who wasn't open minded or willing to really put themselves out there that they would be able to succeed the way that you have to create who you are. And I, I just think that's amazing. And like, I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Cause you know what? That's right. Cause we just got to get up and got to keep trying, you know, yeah. every day is a new day. Whatever happened yesterday, leave it yesterday, move on today. Because if you're choosing to live in the past, that's exactly where you're going to stay. Yeah, that's exactly it. So on this note, I wanted to ask you, what are your, what are your future goals and your future plans? Like, what are your big dreams that you're, that you're up to right now? Well, you know what? It hasn't even been until I started my transition until I realized that I had such a powerful life ahead of me. So I'm actually just uh, about a month or so in on uh, creating an online fitness business where it's uh, it's actually called uh, Trans Living, uh, Transform Reality and Never Stop Living with Bray. It's uh, really just to get out there. I'm targeting the trans community. Uh, everyone, everyone actually can be um, involved, of course, but uh, that's my main target. It's a trans community. I have been putting myself out there on platforms. And I'm just trying to really develop that for myself. I just want to spread awareness and and uh, positivity and ultimately kind of get that going. And hopefully by this time next year, I have, I'm full blown into fitness. Not sure where I want to end up, but uh, you know, I, I do want to continue with fitness. I want to continue with personal growth. I want to get out there. I eventually want to get out there and do some beaches type deal um, at some places. I've been looking into that and, and honestly just sharing everything that I've learned from the beginning of transitioning because I can tell you Kayla a few years ago I thought happiness was unrealistic to me and I never understood why and it wasn't until I transitioned and I and I regained power of myself and really fully committed to myself to having a powerful life that it's my whole life has shifted and if I could tell anyone to do the exact same thing it's powerful and it really that's that's really all I want to do is spread awareness and get everyone on the same page I am I'm so I'm so proud of you because you know just you sharing this story or sharing your story on this episode you can really see it's so amazing like when we really I I honestly believe when we find our purpose in life or what we love like absolutely love that when we look back on our life it's like suddenly everything makes sense when I look at the story that you just shared about your life and then now what you're doing and you're, I've always known that you've been into fitness and really passionate about like personal training and all of that. Like, it just makes sense. Like everything that you've gone through up until this point and now you're starting this business, 
it it's just going to thrive because it's coming from such an authentic place and you've been such a strong person through your entire transition that you're going to help so many people and I'm I'm so excited to watching you through this journey and I love and we were talking about this earlier too I love that when I met you you were literally just on the cusp of starting your transition yeah. like when I met you when I met you you were Michelle you were, you know, you're wearing a chest bind, like you hadn't started tea, you were literally in the middle of donating your eggs. And now, here we are, like three years later, and you have this incredible story. And I, I just think it's so cool. And I love bringing on stories like this onto the podcast, because I just want to get these messages out there, right? Because yeah. everyone, we just want to help people. And that's it. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I love it. And I'm, I'm so happy to have had this conversation and share my story. And hopefully, you know, what. Like as as we all can say, right? Is if as if if we only touched one person by telling a story, we touched one more that wasn't touched before. And I actually think a lot of people are going to get a lot from this, and I'm really excited. Is there anything that you wanted to share before we wrap things up? No, I think that's it. I think that uh, you know, I I just wanted to share. I guess as you said, yeah, when you met me, I was Michelle, and when I and, and I was Brayden. And again, I was just in a very supportive relationship at that time where my girlfriend said to me, you know what, pick a name. What name would you like to be called? Let's start trying this out. I'm going to call you he and him. I'm going to tell all my friends. We're going to support you. We're going to, you know, I told her I wanted to be called Brayden. She told everyone my name was Brayden. And that's how it started with me. People were welcoming me in like that and it was a step process and that's the biggest step I took was you know yeah I, sh I was like I'm gonna look like an idiot or I don't know people are gonna judge me and I was afraid and then I thought it's my life take control of your life Brayden and and then here I am and that's what brought me here today and if it wasn't for that support and me taking that step that's all it takes is that one step and people who love you and support you will be there for you. And as I said, again, if someone doesn't support you, then move on because there are people that will and you deserve happiness. I love this because I actually think I remember that moment when I, I think I went up to the desk where we I was working at the gym that day and you were at the desk and uh, I was like, oh, blah, 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 Michelle. And you're like, no, actually, I, I go by Brayden now. And I was like, oh. yes, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And it just kind of like, I don't know. I think in that, that moment, I was obviously, I was just so accepting, but it kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, okay. But you're so, you're so right. Because it was that moment. Yeah. It was literally that moment where that's all you had to do was just yeah. change your name. And then you tell people and it just the ripple effect, like people yeah. totally underestimate all it takes is one step like one move that and that can completely shift your life that's right yeah i love this so i'm gonna put uh i'm gonna write this out in the show notes but where can people find you if they want to connect with you uh well, so they can find me on instagram that's uh Braden richard 12 and also i do have uh you can find me on on facebook as well it's also just Braden the phlegm kayla you can put that on there and then also anyone who adds me very welcome to join my my new group that I just added, which would be the Trans Living, just send me a DM and I would I'd be happy to add you to the group. Perfect, and I will put that in the show notes as well, so they can have all the links there and get connected with you. Perfect. So thank you to all the listeners today who joined in on our conversation, and I'm so excited to get this out into the world and hear the impact that it makes for people. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Please leave a review, give it a like, share. My intention always is to just make an impact for people. So I just want to say thank you for listening, because if you weren't listening, then I wouldn't have this podcast. So I'm so grateful for every single listener. And I will see you in the next episode.